Scriptures declare this eternal life is from death to life. It declares it's eternal. 1 John chapter 1, 1 to 2, that which we have seen and heard, which our hands have handled of the word of life, and the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 to 12. He that hath the Son of God hath life. In John 3, 36, it's repeated. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. In John 14, 19, Jesus said, Because I live, you shall live also. In John eleven twenty five, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And when the question was asked by one of his disciples to Jesus, we don't know the way to Father's house, his answer was, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Christ is that life. Welcome to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study. Our teacher is Dr. John G. Mitchell, a man who was faithful in teaching the Word of God for more than 60 years throughout the Northwest. The name of our study, The Unchanging Word, highlights the fact that God's Word has not changed. What God reveals in His written Word was true in the past, is still true today, and will be true tomorrow. As you listen, you can expect the Word of the Living God to encourage, challenge, and comfort you. We live in difficult times, but we can expect our God to provide answers to the big questions in your life through His Word. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. In this, our third study on eternal life, we are reminded that Jesus Christ is our life. And he gave this life on the cross, was raised from the dead, never to die again. His is an eternal life. In John chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus says, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This word, to know, means to have an intimate, interpersonal relationship where time is spent sharing truth and love between one another. Dr. Mitchell shows us that one can be assured of eternal life. Do you have this assurance through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says, You and I can know we have eternal life. You're listening to the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast as Dr. Mitchell declares this assured eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you. Good day, friends. It is a real joy for me to come to you again today, talk to you about our wonderful Savior. You know, I, I have to confess that the human mind is incapable of fully understanding the marvelous truth concerning Jesus Christ, our Savior. It is a wonderful thing to know that he has made such provision whereby men and women like you and me can be transformed not only into the children of God, but transformed from death to life. 
And we've been dealing with this question, is it possible for a person to live forever? We took up a number of things concerning this. We found man's way. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, and the way thereof are the ways of death. We find that God has a way, and that's by means of the cross. The scriptures declare this eternal life is from death to life. It declares it's eternal. And in our last lesson, we were closing with the fact that the scriptures declare that Christ is that life. And we were discussing it uh, using such passages, for example, as 1 John chapter 1, 1 to 2. May I repeat that? That life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. He's talking about Jesus Christ, the incarnate word for the first verse says, that which we have seen and heard, which our hands have handled of the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen it. And show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. We also give you First John chapter 5, verse 11 to 12. He that hath the Son of God hath life. In John 3, 36, it's repeated. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, He that hath the Son of God, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. In John 14, 19, Jesus said, Because I live, you shall live also. In John eleven twenty five, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And when the question was asked by one of his disciples to Jesus, we don't know the way to Father's house, his answer was, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. As I've oftentimes said, our Lord could say, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth that sets you free. I am the life that brings you into relationship with my Father. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Apostle Paul could say, I was crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ liveth in me. And the, night, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In him is life. Let me again repeat it. Apart from him, there is no life. There is no life. Which leads me to the sixth thing I want to say about it. Christ is the only one who can give you this life. You say, Mr. Mitchell, you're pretty narrow. That's right. And I'm only talking what God says. It isn't what I want to say. It isn't what you want to say. It's what God says. And the Bible declares that Christ is the only one who can give you this life. You remember in John chapter 4, in verses 10 and 14, do you remember Jesus said to the woman at the well, give me a drink. And she said, you a Jew asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink of water? Yes, he said. If you only knew who was talking to you, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. Well, where have you got it? The well is deep. You got no pitcher to draw with it, and so forth and so on. And Jesus' answer was, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again. If you drink of the water that I give you, you'll never thirst. 
it'll be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. If you drink of this water, that is, if you drink of the things of the world, if I may bring a lesson from it, everything you touch, you're always thirsty. You go to a show one night, you dance the next night and play cards the next night, take a trip the next night. And so every night of the week and every day of the week, you've got something planned and you're never satisfied. You run from one thing to another, never satisfied. Jesus said, if you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I'll give you, you'll never thirst. It'll be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Do you remember John 6, 23? The wages of sin is death. Please remember, sin pays wages and God executes the penalty, which is death. It is appointed unto men once to die. Sin pays wages. You can't go on strike and you can't quit the job. Wages must be paid and either you pay the wages or somebody else does. And the wonderful good news is that Jesus Christ came and bore your sin and paid your wages. He accepted, the, took the wages of sin, which was death, that you might be set free. That's what you have, one man by one sacrifice for sins forever. He finished the job and sat down at the right hand of God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Again, I say, it is limited to Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish people would see it. My friend, if God says the only way you'll ever get eternal life is from me, and the only way you'll ever get it from me is through my son, Jesus Christ. Look at John 17. We had it here some time ago. John 17, 1 to 3. Jesus said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You've given me authority to give eternal life to as many as thou hast given me. And this is life eternal that they might know thee. And this is to know God, not with your head so much, but a reality in your heart. In other words, you've got to really trust him. Eternal life from him. You take Roman, John 8, 51. Jesus said, if a man keep my saying, he'll never see death. He'll never see death. I may leave my body, but I'll go right into the very presence of God. Oh, listen, friend. I said very frankly, Jesus Christ is the only one who can give you this life. The seventh thing I want to say about eternal life is it means relationship with God. Now we come right down to it, don't we? A while ago, I gave you those verses in John 1, 12 and 13. To as many as received him, to them he gives the right or the authority to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but who are born of God. 
In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, I read, Through these many wonderful promises, we have been made partakers of the divine nature. It means to be related to God. In John 3, 5, Jesus said, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, We're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Same in James 1, 18, Of his own will begat he us by the word of truth. And allow me to give you 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. But you've got to be in Christ. That's relationship. See, I say, Mr. Mitchell, how in the world can I receive this eternal life? Very simply, it's only received on one ground. Never received on the ground of works. It's always received on the ground of simple faith. Time would fail me to take up all the passages. If you read over the passages which we've been giving you on the study of eternal life, most of them speak of the fact it's by simple faith. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth puts their trust in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. The Bible's full of it. The only one way to receive life eternal is by putting your trust in Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, friend, do you have eternal life? Are you putting your trust in the Savior? Can you say without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I have eternal life? Which leads me to say this. God has given to us the assurance of it. Allow me to quote from John chapter 10, 28 to 30, this wonderful passage where Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall in no wise ever perish, neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to plunder them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Listen to what Paul writes to the Philippian church, chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you shall perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you think that God is going to start a work in your heart, in your life, and not finish it? God is not like men. Men start a job and then don't finish it. Some people start to build a house and don't finish it. And I'm sure I'm talking to many of you. You start a job and you don't finish it. God never starts a job. He doesn't finish. And when you and I, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, God started a work in us, and God will not be satisfied until that job is finished. 
For he which hath begun a good work in you shall perfect it, complete it, until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, there's a verse in the Old Testament that I always love. I'm quoting from the book of Ecclesiastes. And you remember the book of Ecclesiastes? It was written by Solomon uh, when he was uh, an old man. He wrote the song of Solomon when he was a young man in love. He wrote the book of Proverbs when he was in middle age, mature. He, broke the, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes when he was an old man. He'd learned a lot. What did he say? Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 14. I know, and notice the positiveness of it, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. No one can add to it, and no one can take from it. And God doeth it, that all might fear before him. Whatever God does, it shall be forever. That's why a while ago I quoted to you from 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, where he speaks of the assurance of the believer. And I, I'm very, very certain that we have confidence that you might know. In fact, John writes, these things write I unto you that you might know that you have eternal life, even to you that believe on his name. In 2 Corinthians 5.1, a wonderful verse, 2 Corinthians 5.1. God has declared in that passage some wonderful assurances. We're confident that the moment a person puts his trust in the Savior, that moment that person passes from death to life is in the hands of God, and God guarantees that life. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, if this body goes back to the dust, says Paul, we know we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. That a wonderful verse. We know that if this house be dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now, I want to, I want to read something to you. Uh, I took this from, from C.H. McIntosh, commonly known as C.H.M. He wrote, he wrote uh, on the Pentateuch, on the first five books of the Bible. And by the way, they're well worth having in your library for reading. What he says about eternal life, listen to it, eternal life, put this in quotations. It is impossible for Satan to touch this life, either in its source, its channel, its power, or its duration. God is its source, a risen Christ its channel, the Holy Spirit its power, heaven its sphere, and eternity its its duration. Would you mind if I repeat that? This is in quotations. Eternal life. It is impossible for Satan to touch this life, either in its source, its channel, its power, or its duration. God is its source, a risen Christ its channel, the Holy Spirit its power, 
heaven, its sphere, and eternity, its duration. End of quotation. This is by C.H. McIntosh. Hence, may I close this series on eternal life with this statement. Our life is eternal. Our family is eternal. Why? Because we're born of him. If God is eternal, then his children are eternal. John 1.13 Our redemption is eternal. Hebrews 9.12 He obtained for us an eternal redemption. Our inheritance is eternal. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, I read, We have an inheritance which is incorruptible and undefiled, that fadeth not away, and it's reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto a salvation yet to be revealed in the last time. And I'd like to repeat this statement. Our life is eternal. We've already taken up many scriptures concerning the life which is eternal in Christ. For to know him is life eternal. For in him is life eternal. When I'm joined to him, I have eternal life. And our family, when I was translated from a child of wrath into a child of God, I became a member of an eternal family which is born of God. And if God is eternal, then every one of his children of necessity must be eternal. Our redemption is eternal, and I give you Hebrews 9, 12. He entered once into the holy place with his own blood, and there obtained for us and eternal redemption. And one further thing, our inheritance is eternal. And I give you 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, can be besmirched, never fades, and it's reserved in heaven where I can't put my hand on it. It's reserved in heaven for those who are kept by the power of God through faith unto a salvation yet to be revealed in the last time. Isn't it wonderful? Our life is eternal. Our family is eternal. Our redemption is eternal. And our inheritance is eternal. Who wouldn't want a Savior like this? My friend, do you have eternal life? Are you sure you're going to live forever? You know, it is possible for you to know that, to have that blessed certainty that just as sure as Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, just so sure are we that we shall stand in his presence conformed to the image of his Son. Oh, friend, in Jesus Christ is life. Again, I say, please stop your deadly doing and start and put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, and enjoy the life that is found in him. It's yours. It's free. God paid the price. It cost God everything. He's offering it to you as a free gift. And my friend, the only way to receive gifts is to receive them and thank God for them. You don't pay for gifts. You don't work for gifts. Gifts come graciously, gratuitously, on the ground of love. And God in wonderful love sent his son that you might have eternal life. 
Why don't you receive him as your own personal savior today? Out from heaven's palaces, splendor filled and bright, came the King, and he came to bring to the world new life and light. What grace is this that brought my Savior down, that made him leave his glorious throne and crown? The one who made the earth, the sky, and the sea, who put the stars in every galaxy. What condescension! Oh, how can it be? What shame he suffered. Oh, what agony. And then the death he died. For sinners crucified. What grace is this? What grace is this? Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Radio Bible Study today. Write to us with your comments and your prayer requests to the Unchanging Word P.O. Box 398, Dallas, Oregon, 97338. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word radio broadcast. Life begins at Calvary.